they are Maggie. And we're the Bob Snob. I have something that I need to tell you. And it's just that I am ready. Whether or not you like it or ask for it, I'm ready. <laughs> that was really bad, right? <laughs> that sounds weird. That sounds really weird. It sounds really creepy. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that one one bit. I'm sorry, but committed to it now. So what did we watch today? Um, We watched Rock Bottom and Gone. I feel like these episodes are like very different in content, but like the tone is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I definitely felt, I feel like I felt what SpongeBob felt in both these episodes. Fear? Yes, but that specific <laughs> brand of fear. Like the frantic manic fear? I feel like you felt two different types of fear in these episodes. Explain. Well, in Rock Bottom, there's the fear that there is something behind you and... It is otherworldly. It's going to chase you down and you're going to be devoured and no one's ever going to find you. I did not get that from this episode. <laughs> I got it towards the end. <laughs> okay, towards the end. When I say- can see that. I got more of a, like, the whole tone was being lost in the fear that comes with being lost and feel like your surroundings are working against you. Yeah, I feel that. And then the fear from Gone Oof. was, you know, when you wake up from a nap and you can't find people immediately, probably because this happened a lot to me when I was in the dorms and I'd wake up from a nap right when it's like lunchtime, like right during dinner. So I can't find anybody. Mm. And then I'd, I'd think, what if I'm all alone? <laughs> what if the apocalypse happened during my nap? And it's just me and Gigi. Yeah, I think I've had that experience before. I don't know if I would call that fear for me, the way I experienced it anyway. Like, sort of waking up and not knowing where everyone is, sort of like an anxiety. But anxiety is just a form of fear, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. The true fear sets in later. Yes, 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 yes. SpongeBob was I mean, because yeah. in the episode, he didn't, he wasn't afraid immediately. The fear set in after like a day. True. All right, well, let's get into what actually happens in these episodes where we're not talking about abstract concepts that nobody <laughs> understands. Yeah. <laughs> so Rock Bottom uh, starts in the carnival called. Is it a carnival? It's like a... It's a theme park. It's a theme park, and the theme is gloves. It's glove, glove world. world. Yeah, which I feel like is sort of a recurring, like, not They've location, definitely brought up glove world they've before. They've brought it up before, yeah. It's just a glove-themed amusement park, um, and they are exiting, Spongebob and Patrick are, with glove balloons and hats. They're... Glove for their glove action figure. Yeah, 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 he's got a glove action figure that he puts gloves on the fingers of. 
they have a theme and they stuck to it, I guess, is what you could yeah. say about that. Um, but as Spongebob gets on the bus, he sort of assaults the bus driver like 10 times in a row because he has this huge glove-shaped balloon and he keeps turning around and hitting him in the face because I guess the guy, the bus driver asked for a fare and Spongebob kept turning around being like, it's maybe it's in my other pocket, blah, 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 all of this. And the bus driver is beaten to like a pulp, essentially. Mm-hmm. And at that point, he's just like, forget it, go on. Which sort of makes me think of Spongebob as a criminal in this moment. Even if he doesn't realize it himself, he sort of bullied his way out of paying the bus fare. Yes. He he beat this man to the yeah. point where he got, he got a free ride. Exactly. It reminds me, I know you don't watch Bojack Horseman, but there's this scene where one of the characters gets a gun for the first time, and she's just walking around with it, and then she's like, oh my god, I didn't realize I was holding my gun all day. Is that why the guy at the convenience store gave me a free Twizzler? Oh my god, did I just rob a convenience store? (laughs) (laughs) As they're on the bus, Patrick asks Spongebob, hey Spongebob, where is leaving Bikini Bottom? Because he read a sign that said leaving Bikini Bottom. And of course, Spongebob panics. Yeah, naturally, yeah. As they leave the city limits, the bus goes straight down, like off of a sheer cliff. But it's more like... It's more like a like a very well-paved cliff, because the road goes down it. It's I mean, like it's a 90-degree drop. It's a 90-degree drop, but it, like, it looks like... Somebody to... paved that 90-degree drop, but they it's did. a 90-degree drop. They did. It makes me think, like, Bikini Bottom is on top of a cube, and they just got to the edge of the cube and went straight down. You know what I mean? Maybe? Like perfectly... Yeah, I mean, I, I get what you mean, but I was like, like... perfectly I'm like... flat with no edges. Not, I mean, like, no, not no edges, but, like, no ridges. You know what I mean? They have pills and stuff, though. True, but on this I mean, you particular... often see come over that ridge to see sort of like just the picturesque, picturesque view of Bikini Bottom, and you see that sign sticking out that says Bikini yeah, Bottom. They do, they do got hills as they reach the bottom, they go down the hill very fast where they're pretty much plastered against the wall, yes. And the bus driver also gets hit with the balloon again as they ricochet back to the front. Which I think is just the final straw for this yeah, man. Yeah, he just kicks them out of the bus into the unknown. Even though they are begging, please take us back. We don't belong here. He's like, I don't give a shit. Get out. I wonder if he hadn't been hit by that balloon. Maybe maybe he would have had more, like, cared more. I think so. I think this bus driver has got, like, there's a lot to infer about his character and the type of person that he is. <laughs> there always is. Yep. And so they walk around and they see a sign reading Rock Bottom, which is sort of a pun. Yes. Yeah. 
and they're wandering around. Patrick is scared and tells SpongeBob that he needs to go to the bathroom, but he can't read the signs. Yeah, it's got like a question mark and then an upside down question mark. And I want to say that my gender is upside down question mark. I think... I don't know what if I'd be question mark or upside down question mark. I like upside down question mark. Yeah, it's just a little silly. It's just a little fun. I feel like if it was like a wall decoration, you could hang stuff from an upside down question mark. Which is not at all something you should base a gender off of, but... And so he's like... Just wait for people to come out and we'll, you can figure it out. And we see several people come out of the bathrooms of no discernible gender. Yeah, they've got like a bunch of eyes and they're like weird shapes. One of them squeezes through the placard on the door. Mm, yeah, one of them's like an eel that just sort of slithers out of there. One of them's a shark with an overbite and like yeah. a purple polo on. It's sort of like, you know, when you go really deep in the ocean, like really, really deep in the ocean, the ocean floor, and that's when you start to see the weird shit. I am eating this mic. Just speak lovingly into the mic. Do some ASMR for us. <laughs> I don't get ASMR triggers. I don't so either. I, I keep thinking like, well, maybe that's what this is. Or maybe that. Mm, but no, no, I have yet to feel. I don't know. Who knows? It's probably different for everyone. You'll find your ASMR trigger one day. <laughs> <laughs> like how the wand chooses the wizard maybe you're into crinkly paper or tapping on linoleum or um haircuts in uh audio haircuts that could be fun i do enjoy those yes but there's only like two of them you do (laughs) you know all about every single asmr haircutting video that there is I scoured YouTube one 3 a.m. journey, and they get pretty weird after the first two. Oh. Well, I guess you just gotta make your own, if no one else will. Get into that market. I don't know how. <laughs> Me neither. Okay. They're obviously scraping, like, scissors against something, but I don't know what. I don't know. I don't anyway. either. Anyway... Um, so they try to guess people's genders and fail, I guess, is what happens there, right? You're always going to fail when you guess people's genders. Try and figure out what my gender is. I don't even know. I know. (laughs) Look in the mirror, (laughs) like, what, which one, which bathroom? I don't know. Question mark or upside down question mark? What am I today? Question mark, upside down question mark, sideways or asterisk. You know what? Maybe I'm like a pound sign. (laughs) An exclamation point. I think a Matilda. A Tilda? But you said I thought you were Matilda. I I realize that's probably what that sounded like (laughs) as soon as I said it. It sounded like. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Matilda. 
Yeah. I can levitate books off my shelf. That's fun. The most convenient power, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. So the next thing that happens is that SpongeBob is like, it's okay. We can just catch the next bus and get out of here. Cut to Patrick on a bus leaving town without SpongeBob. This reminded me a lot of the conference we went to when two people got on the bus and about 12 of us got left behind. Yeah, we're, we're not the best at planning. Well, we, we're not the best at figuring out public bus systems. That too. Gotta figure that out. We're also we're going to end up in rock bottom. Ooh. 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 <laughs> so Spongebob's like, okay, whatever. No, he's not. He's not like that at all. He chases after the bus. My bad. He does the opposite of what I said. He chases after the bus. And goes face first into a wall. Yeah. And then he channels his grandpa. Oh, uh, yeah. What was it? It's like... Never chase after a bus, especially when it's going up at a 90 degree angle. Yeah. Which, maybe there's lots of cliffs like this, and we just never see them. I mean, if it's enough that he's got information, like, ideas from his grandpa, maybe Bikini Bottom's on, like, a plateau? Yeah. I think that's sort of what I described with the cube theory. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in my mind, the cube was just sort of floating in sort of an iceberg situation. Well, no, it's connected to the ground. I realize that now. And you made fun of me. I was right. I was the right one. <laughs> I'm sorry. Apology not accepted. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll accept that one, I guess. Uh, so, Spongebob... I was waiting for the bus. <laughs> Something to say. There's a... <laughs> There's a... Night Vale so- uh, weather song. Oh, that one. And it's called Waiting, in the bu- Waiting for the Bus. I actually know about that one because it was early enough where I was still listening to it. And there's just some sort of trigger in my brain, I guess. Just fucking laugh. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, a lot of people wait for buses. What? It's a lot of people wait for buses. It's not everything is a Night Vale reference. Sean. No. No, I know. <laughs> I know. I know, you know. Just thought I'd remind you. But with as much fictional media content as I consume, you know, it wasn't I find even a lot of ties in. It wasn't even raining, so What? It wasn't even raining. No. But they were waiting for the bus in the rain in the rain. Spongebob wasn't waiting for the bus in the rain in the rain. He was waiting for the bus just regular. (laughs) He's underwater. It's not... Underwater is not rain! (laughs) It's just a body of water. It's not precipitating. (laughs) 
at that part of the ocean, we have no idea what the water's doing. It's it's not being absorbed by the sun and deposited back into other regions. It's not. You can't go to the bottom of the ocean and say, oh, it's raining because I'm slightly damp. No. <laughs> I mean, oh, does SpongeBob feel no? He's wet because he dries off. What are you saying? <laughs> How has he dried off? He's gone into Sandy's tree dome. He's dried out completely. When you go in water, are you like, I didn't realize that I was dry before, but. Now I'm experiencing wetness for the first time. When you get rained on, you realize you're wet. When you go into a body of water, you realize you're wet. If you go into a place where you dry out, are you going to realize you're not wet anymore? I don't know what you're trying to argue anymore. (laughs) I don't know what we're talking about. I don't either. Okay. I just like, I like you, we you started yelling, and all, I saw, all of a sudden I thought, do fish realize that they're they're uh, wet? Do you realize that you're dry? And then I thought about the fact that he's got into Sandy's tree dome. So I thought about how he might realize that he is underwater and wet. Yeah. So Spongebob loses his balloon. <laughs> Getting this back on track. Yeah. So his glove, his giant glove-shaped, glove-shaped balloon, uh, it's windy, and he lets go of it briefly, and it to fix his hat. To fix his hat, which got blown off of his head, and then the balloon gets spirited away. And meanwhile, there's a dude next to him, who's just like making a raspberry with his tongue. You know what I mean? Got this bright red light on his head. Yeah, he's like a anglerfish. Is that the kind that's got the light? Yes. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of those, I guess. And so SpongeBob attempts communication, but he's just getting these raspberries in return. And then misinterpreting misinterpreting SpongeBob's request for help and getting out, uh, he races after the balloon thinking that he just wants the balloon back. So Spongebob resumes waiting for the bus, and then he says, I am not leaving this spot no matter what. And then his stomach rumbles, and he sees a candy machine right across the road, very conveniently. And it's candy spelled with a K. Oh, and by the way, the bus stop is spelled B-U-Z. Buzz. Oh, I thought it was a backward S. That's what a Z is. Oh. I mean, I mean, it's more angular. It's more angular. You're right. I'm sorry. I had a tone with you. You're right. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> So Spongebob is like, okay, just for one second, I'll go 
get a kelp bar. So he crosses the street and puts in a single quarter, and then a bus zooms by. But he puts in the next quarter, and another bus rushes by. Yeah. And he, like, really quick rushes through all the numbers, and uh, it, like, drops down, and he can hear the bus. He reaches in, and it's, like, every time he turns, it, like, backs up so that he can't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to say it's like Spongebob and the bus were one organism connected or like a machine connected. And every time Spongebob reached for the candy bar, the bus would move as though Spongebob reaching for the candy bar caused it to move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was sort of talking about earlier with it feels like his surroundings are self-aware and working against him. Because I felt mm-hmm. like that bus had a personality in that moment where it was sort of a trickster bus. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. An angry trickster bus. And then the thing that like made me the most angry was that he's across the street and then some person waddles up, grabs the candy bar, and rushes off. Seriously? Like, you had to have been watching to know that there was a candy bar in there. Yeah. And you can't be bothered to help this person? No. Chaotic. Chaotic Chaotic evil. Yep. Oh, okay. And then he runs to... I don't know what this location is. It's like a bus terminal or something. Yeah. Like a uh, bus depot or... The bus depot where I buy all my buses. (laughs) A bus stop. It's like the big a, bus stop. The big bus stop in the sky where buses go when they die. <laughs> That's where the bus drivers go. Yeah, the bus drivers. It's okay. He's driving a big bus in the sky. <laughs> it just sort of reminds It had like a DMV aura. DMVs have chaotic neutral energy constantly. <laughs> You're right. Even when there's nobody there but the workers, there's a chaotic neutral energy. We're going to take a picture of you when your eyes are closed and we don't give a shit. He wanders in and he's like, oh, I'm going to be first in line. And there's like this big It's like a giant blob, blob booger yeah. thing. He goes up to the ceiling and it's like, first of all, Spongebob, you don't cut in line. Even if it's not a big intimidating thing. Cutters get cut. Ooh, that's a new one. I haven't heard that one. <laughs> oh, I got I heard that one a lot in. I heard no cuts no cuts, no butts, no coconuts. Did you hear that one? No. I heard cutters get cut. <laughs> oh, okay. Mine was more cute. Mine's always... <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. <laughs> And so he's like, oh, I'm second in line. Yeah, the joke is everyone in the line is intimidating. Yeah. They're sort of lined in the order of most to least intimidating. Yeah. Sort of implying that whoever is the most intimidating automatically goes to the front. You know what I mean? Yeah, because are you going to fuck with them? Yeah, exactly. So Spongebob being a sponge is at the back of the line. Yeah. He's like, I am 
329th, I wrote it down. Oh. And he's like, nobody forget it. And so the creature in front, the fish in front of him turns around, grows to three times its size, and vomits an egg that is yeah. labeled 329 on top of him. Yep. Which is talented, honestly. I mean, yeah. It's got a lot of talent. And when SpongeBob, when the line steps forward, the egg hatches. No, he says, at least the line is moving. And then the egg hatches, and three smaller versions of the mama creature jump in front of SpongeBob. And he sucks himself into his outfit. And just loses his shit. Oh, yeah, he's definitely cursing, but it's muffled because he is he has receded into his shirt like a turtle. And everybody has turned around to stare at him. Yeah. Not uncommon at any DMV. Uh, no, no, definitely not. And we just watch this weird clock oh, with yeah. letters and, like, triple-digit numbers, and it's just wild. Yeah, this whole thing is sort of like an allegory for visiting a foreign country, you know? Mm -hmm. It's sort of like Taken, but without the Taken part. I've not seen Taken. (laughs) I saw it, weirdly enough, my uh, music theory teacher put it on for us. And so the person at the front of the DMV, or at this, the... At the information desk, keeps saying next, and <laughs> SpongeBob has of course fallen. He says next. <laughs> Get it right. My my apologies. Thank you. And he's talking to this guy, this fish, and saying like, "Oh, I need a bus to Bikini Bottom right now." And he goes, "What?" And the f- what? And Spongebob repeats his quest. (laughs) I need a bus to Bikini Bottom right now. I can't (laughs) understand your accent. (laughs) I need... (laughs) I can't make a reference. I don't know I'm not spitting my mouth. Oh my god, okay. (laughs) This is gonna be horrible to hear. It is. It's gonna be an audio nightmare. (laughs) I'm sorry in advance, but also not really that sorry. I can't. uh, I need a bus. (laughs) So bad. So bad. (laughs) It's like a wet, gross fart that came out of you. What do you want from me? I'm trying. When I do it, I can't really register it. But when you do it, it's just there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Go on. I can't. (laughs) I need a bus to Bikini Bottom right now. Do it right. No, I'm kidding. Absolutely not. I will quit the podcast. Okay, that's fair. And he's like, oh. The next bus for Bikini Bottom is leaving in five seconds. And then... And you just see the bus peeling off. Yep. And then the guy's like, well... Ooh, tough luck. 
Yeah. That's the last bus till morning. Yeah. Well, good night. That's the kind of energy I have <laughs> when I'm working. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, tough shit. Bye. And Spongebob is remaining defiant. He says that he's staying right in this spot until morning, and he will be waiting for him there. Then the lights go out, and he gets scared. <laughs> Just like as me. As he would. As he would. And he says, this isn't your ordinary everyday darkness. This is advanced He turns on his darkness. love light. Yeah, and then it, the battery it goes shorts out. out. Yeah. Which, it could have... What if it's just that that's just a shitty amusement park light? Yeah. And it was normal darkness. That's probably what it was. I don't think he was suggesting that the darkness itself destroyed his light. I think he was by saying it was, this is advanced darkness. I don't think so, because he said that before he turned on his light, didn't he? No, he said it afterwards, after it shorted out the flashlight. Oh. Or after the flashlight shorted out. Oh. Well, I don't know. So I don't know what SpongeBob's plan is. Did he say he would just walk home or something? He said he was just going to wait there until morning. No, because then he leaves. No, no, then he hears the sound? What does he hear? Yeah, then he hears the sound. <laughs> Of, like, a squelching noise and a raspberries. Yeah, he hears approaching raspberries getting closer and closer. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, that spot will be there in the morning. Yeah. He's like, better start walking. Better start running. Sprinting. 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 Better start sprinting. Yeah. And then he slams face first into the wall again, and he's like... My favorite thing that made sitting. me so laugh... He was like, it made me laugh so much. He was like, no, please don't come any closer. Uh, don't hurt me. I'm a sponge. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's supposed to help him. It's, I don't know. There's no nutritional value in a sponge. Then the same guy, the anglerfish guy, returns and he's got the balloon. And it's very nice. And he ties it to SpongeBob's wrist. Well, SpongeBob is dismissive at first not appreciative at all he's like oh it's just you yeah and then he ties it to spongebob's wrist and he's like well now my balloon problem's fixed yeah not grateful at all so but i still don't know how to get home yeah then the guy start, starts pumping more air into the balloon yeah and so he starts trying to speak in raspberries again to this this uh other fish yeah he's like He's like, balloon has enough air. You're not doing the raspberries. No, I'm not. Okay. Just pretend there were raspberries in between for those pauses. That's why I punctuated my words. <laughs> yeah. But, and then he does like a couple raspberries afterwards, like, I don't know, prove a point. Oh, yeah, he just does a bunch in a row. It's like kind of insensitive to their language. Yeah. And he starts floating upwards. And he's like, oh, balloon travel. Yeah. He's like, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> and the guy just says, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Like, he knows fluent English or whatever it is Bikini Bottomites speak. We don't really know. <laughs> 
And SpongeBob floats all the way home, and he's very happy. And then the last thing is Patrick riding away in a bus going, Don't worry, SpongeBob, I'm coming back for you. So how would you rate this episode, Maggie? Fuck, I don't know. (laughs) I'm going to say it was a perfect five, just because it was very in the middle. I feel that. (laughs) Like, it's a very average episode. Yeah. I didn't feel like it had any, like, really pulling qualities either way. Yeah. It was just kind of... I mean, I think the bus driver was my favorite character in the whole episode. He was great. I don't know. I'm torn between him, the information booth person, and the fish that blew up the balloon. I like that one, too. He's very good. Are you also rating it a five? (laughs) Yeah, I'm rating it like a solid five. Yeah. Like, it's really... It doesn't have any... Like, it's not really shitty. No, it's decent. But, yeah, it's a decent episode. Like, if I'm needing something to burn some time and, like, (laughs) you roll, like, you you have, like, a roll of episodes and you roll it out, I'll probably choose that if nothing else. Yeah. But, like, over a more quality episode, I'm going to choose the more quality episode because it doesn't really have any... Yeah. It doesn't hold up to, like, band geeks... Pizza delivery. Grandma's kisses. Grandma's kisses. It did freak me out as a kid, though. It did that. Especially when you were living in your basement. True. (laughs) But it did have a nice little message at the end where it's like, the the people who are different from you can still be, are more like you than you think, you know? Oh, I thought you were. That's also a good message. What were you? I was thinking of the message like, Oh, your friends will, if your friends are true, they'll get the bus to come back for you. Patrick waited way too long, and he shouldn't have left without him in the first place. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it is Patrick. It is Patrick. The next episode is called Gone. In the title screen, even, we have some... The environmental, not the environmental, like the aesthetics of it. You know what I mean? The title screen, it has gone in very small and distant letters, just sort of. Oh, I missed the title screen. Oh, (laughs) Uh, but SpongeBob does go through his morning routine. Like they've shown his morning routine before and it's like it was over the top this time. Yeah. Like, he was really fumbling with the turning off his alarm clock and, like, throwing on his clothes and... He fed Gary a lot of food. Yeah, like, stumbling around with a bag and then just dumping it all on the floor. Yep. Oh, and Gary is nowhere to be found. And SpongeBob Mm -hmm. concludes that Gary must have gotten an early start to his day. I sort of like... How independent is your pet? (laughs) I really like the implications that Gary has his own independent social circle and life off screen that we just never really see. I'd believe it. Yeah, for sure. Um, hmm. And then the next shot is really good. 
from a cinematography standpoint, <laughs> which I didn't think I would say about an episode of Spongebob, but they just sort of depict Spongebob's pineapple, uh, pineapple house just very small and distant, and for some reason they've depicted it alone with no other houses nearby, even though he does have two neighbors. It's a very interesting shot. A little bit of foreshadowing. A little bit. I think right after this, he, like, appears in front of Squidward's house with a bullhorn. Which they are just really trying to ramp up how annoying Spongebob is to Squidward. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you don't want to be late to work again. Yeah. Then he goes to Patrick's Rock, and he's like, you shouldn't forget to wake up again today. And he hears no response. And so he just ignores them both. Yeah. Or he lets them both go on their day. It's a little uncharacteristic for Spongebob. But he goes to work, and they show sort of a time lapse, the sun going all the way up and all the way back down until closing time, and then... They have Spongebob saying, slow day. Because in this yeah. time lapse, there was nobody going in or out of the restaurant. Which you think he would have noticed Mr. Krabs never, like, popping by or... Yeah. Squidward never showing up to work or... Maybe he was just really absorbed in his work. He's very dedicated. I guess. Yeah. So he goes home and he realizes... But Gary is still not there. He freaks out and he goes to Squidward's house and Squidward is nowhere to be found. And he does this really gross thing with Squidward's clarinet where he like... Gagged. I'm just going to say that it enters Spongebob's mouth a lot. And then Spongebob says, <laughs> it's not even warm. Uh, it is now. True. Uh... So Spongebob just runs around town, opening up everyone's doors, uh, breaking and entering, supposedly, every house in Bikini Bottom. And he just screams, they're all gone! They're gone! And he just screams, gone, repeatedly, which is the name of the episode, by the way. Yeah, little... he stands up at that ridge and just repeatedly screams, gone, to make an echo effect. Uh, and then Spongebob says, something horrible must have happened. But I will keep their memories alive. And By he, acting yeah, their lives out for them. It's really weird. He, like, contorts his body to resemble everyone in, in Bikini Bottom. It's weird. I think we've only ever seen him do it for Squidward before. Yeah, in the, in the what Squidward tries to sell his house episode. The opposite day episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so he pretty accurately reenacts everyone's lives. personalities and lives, yeah. He, like, does pretty well. He, like, asks Mr. Krabs for a raise, and Mr. Krabs says no. He, like, has Patrick just, like, asleep on his rock. He asks Squidward to come outside and play, and has Squidward just say no. I thought this was all very interesting, because it sort of demonstrates... A sort of self-awareness that Spongebob has about his effect on others. Like, he knows when he asks Squidward to come play, Squidward is going to say no. 
and he knows when he asks Mr. Krabs for a raise, Mr. Krabs is going to say no. But he does but these he does, things anyway. He does these things anyway. It's like he knows how they feel about him, and yet he doesn't he does not care. care. And the only time they deviate from this is with Mrs. Puff, for whatever reason. Yeah, Mrs. Puff, he is preparing to be Mrs. Puff teaching class, and she says, now class, what do you do at a red light? And Spongebob says, floor it, which is a reference to the first boating school episode, where Spongebob floors it. And then Mrs. Puff says, or Spongebob, as Mrs. Puff says, that's correct, Spongebob, you get your driver's license now. Or whatever. Well, no, he breaks down into tears. Yeah, I guess he because he, he broke character. Like, <laughs> well, I think it's because he like he couldn't truly be Miss Puff because he still has no idea on how to drive a boat, so he has none of this information. Yeah, he doesn't know what she knows. Yeah, and so he's like crying and cry, you know, just wailing on her desk. Yeah. And then he sees, ooh, a pile of fake driver, uh, blank driver's licenses, which seems to cheer him up as he makes himself his own driver's license, yeah, which I don't know why you need to when you're the only person That's around. what I was saying. He, like, still needs to adhere to the laws of his old society, even though that society doesn't exist anymore. Gotta keep normalcy alive. Yep. So he drives around with his fake license. With this semi-sentient boat? It's not sentient. The boat (laughs) ran away. This is from Spongebob's perspective, and he's not the most reliable narrator at this point in time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, So Spongebob is riding this boat around town, and he crashes it into his house and passes out in his bed. And then he wakes up, and the boat is in his bed with him. Still running. Still, motor's still running. And he says, oh, I had a horrible dream that everyone in Bikini Bottom was gone. And I crashed my boat into my house. Then he sees the boat in the bed with him, and it's just sort of like a spit take moment, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, I guess (gasps) this is my life now. Yep. So he goes around town with the boat, and then it's sort of like a jealous lover, because it's like, not saying anything, obviously, and then Spongebob is like, what? You think I have a meat replica of my best friend in my closet? That's ridiculous. And then he says something like, we can still make this work. Like, they are in a romantic relationship, you know? That was about the... Krabby Patty. Oh, yeah, because it couldn't eat Krabby Patties. It put a... It didn't like Krabby Patties. Yeah, Spongebob put a Krabby Patty into its engine, and it all got shredded and spat out. Yeah. That's what that was about, right? The meat puppet, he, like, snuck back into the closet. Yeah, yeah, And, like... It's shaped like Patrick. shove shove his hand into a Krabby Patty meat puppet of Patrick. Yes. Who then said, like, oh, you're awfully chummy for... Something that has it out for you. Referring to the boat. Yeah. Like, poisoning the boat, Spongebob and the boat against each other. And it's all very weird. So, in the absence of a society, Spongebob has created a society within his head to give Mm -hmm. himself structure. The, like, 
fear keeps building up until the point where he like makes a break for it. Ends up in the movie theater. Oh yeah, he's like hiding from the boat, but the boat's following him everywhere. Yeah. Or he sees different boats everywhere, and he's like, I can't trust that boat or any other vehicle. Which sort of is like reminiscent of when a guy gets like hurt by a woman, and then he's like, I'll never trust a woman again. All women are monsters. (laughs) He's like, all boats are monsters. (laughs) And so he just starts killing a bunch of boats. Well, he grabs an axe and like runs out screaming and buries it inside of a bus. Yeah, yeah. Which outfloods way more people than that bus should be able to hold. Yeah. You could say they were like sardines. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Um, and Mr. Krabs asks him, what are you doing, boy? And, uh, Rude, first of all. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did just bury a hatchet inside this bus. That's true. Which is sort of a very unhinged thing to do. Very true. And um, like, oh yeah, we were celebrating No SpongeBob Day or something like National that. National No SpongeBob Day. Which, like, which nation? Like, what nation is this? Bikini Bottom Nation. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And so Patrick is also there, and he's got a t-shirt that's got a picture of Spongebob with a cross out through it. And he's like, yeah, once in a while, you just gotta get rid of the whole... And he does, like, a Spongebob impression of Spongebob's laughter, which is pretty spot on. What was still yeah, mean? Which... It was still mean. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do if, like, you said you'd have to, sometimes you have to have a day. <laughs> like, if you quoted that at me. I would never. I don't know. There would be just, like. The betrayal. Just, like, if your friends did that to you. True. There would be no recovery. Yeah, it's like, if they all went on a vacation and didn't invite you, and didn't tell you, and then they got back from the vacation, and they were like, yeah, we just wanted to get away from you, specifically. Well, and then when you hear what they did at Oh my god, yeah, we didn't even get into that. (laughs) They're like, oh yeah, we build an effigy of you, and then we burn it to the ground. They show it in, like, a flashback sequence, and then they dance on the ashes. Yeah, like, what the fuck? It's, what? like, got sort of a religious undertone to it. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know what it means, but something's going on there. Some deep psychological stuff. Some troubles. Some issues. But he's like, you've been gone for weeks. Yeah, they were like... It's like, we may have milked it a little bit. yeah. God. They're all horrible. They're terrible. Like, there are other ways to, like, have grievances with someone you care you about. have an intervention. Yeah. You don't just abandon that person with no explanation. No. It was, just, it was so terrible. So mean. It's the worst case scenario. I would almost prefer if they were all dead. 
Yeah. And then Patrick's like, oh, well, it's nothing compared to No Patrick Day. Oh, yeah. But first they're like, think of it this way. It's a whole holiday dedicated to you, (laughs) which is definitely one way of thinking of it. Yeah. (laughs) And that seemed to cheer him up, but I'm just like, hmm. They have, then they do, they have National No Patrick Day. And SpongeBob, having just experienced this horrible thing, gets on the bus with everyone else, except for Patrick. Yeah. Who he, like, shoves out of the bus because he tried to get on. And then Patrick just immediately forgets. He's like, where did everybody go? Yeah, I mean, I guess he had this coming to him, but, like, come on, SpongeBob. You're better than this. You're better than this for sure. You're really going to burn an effigy of Patrick and dance on the ashes. <laughs> it's just bad. But Patrick, it's awful. Patrick has it better still because at least he knows what's what. SpongeBob just thought everyone died. Yeah, everybody just disappeared. Uh-huh. Just feels like a terrible thing to do to somebody. Yeah, it's a cruel, cruel joke. So how would you rate this episode? Fuck, man, I don't know. So on the one hand, it explored some really weird shit in SpongeBob's psyche. But on the other hand, it was just like... It was really cruel. It was a trip and a half, for sure. Mm -hmm. You go first. I want to hear your take, and then I'll make my decision. (laughs) I'd put it within, like... A six or a seven. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because, like, it had its serious up and downs, but, like, it took us, like, it dug deep. Like, it dug into, like, I was invested. Like, into that. Like, yeah, I was invested. (laughs) And, like, it dug into what would happen if you sort of just, like, everybody disappeared. And, like, while it was really cruel, I mean, it's still. Really, like, it was still really good. It showed how much Spongebob relied on his friends, and then it showed how much his friends did not deserve him. Yeah. Oh my god. They absolutely did not deserve him. Holy shit. He deserves, like, a like a gift basket and, like, an apo- like a long apology letter from everybody in town. I don't know what the writers were really going for, if anything. <laughs> But they sure made me feel some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. I'm going to give it a six. That's my final answer. I can't decide between six or seven, so I'll go 6.5. That's fair. I guess that'll do it for us. Um, follow us at Bob Snobs Pod on Twitter. Uh, tweet suggestions, episodes you want to see us do. We could do a poll to see... <laughs> between like three episodes we're trying to decide on because it always comes down to oh well, what episode should we watch i don't know if we have enough followers that anyone would <laughs> give their input and then we'll be embarrassed we may have six followers yeah it's gonna be a three-way tie between two two and a two <laughs> <laughs> maybe someday Someday. Someday, when we finally made it in this industry. The, in, the, in, the, in the big podcast city. <laughs> when we're big podcast. Okay. When we're big podcasters. Exactly. 
We're going to make it one day. We're going to break in. <laughs> uh, Talking about our our Spongebob episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's a very hot topic right now. Uh, thank you so much for joining and listening yeah, to us you. ramble about weird shit that you probably don't care that much about. <laughs> if you have some extra time and you want to join the some of the people that have also reviewed us, you could swing by iTunes and leave us a rating or a review or both. Think of it as an act of charity. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot write it off on your taxes. (laughs) No, unless you want to give us money, which why would you do that? I don't condone that at all. I still don't think you can write that off on your taxes. Probably not. Um, But in all sincerity, thank you very much. Uh, Tune in two weeks from now when we watch two other episodes of Spongebob, probably. Yeah. Uh, Unless the show changes drastically. Changes dynamics drastically, which anything could happen. You're going to have to tune in to find out. (laughs) But uh, as always, in the meantime, fuck Mr. Crafts. Fuck everybody in Bikini Bottom, honestly. (laughs)